Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, back here on a Buffalo Football Friday. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase. It's presented by Topps Markets. Score big savings and elevate your food game. What do you got going on this weekend, Joe? I'll be headed to Kansas City tomorrow. Um, game on Sunday, 425 game. We have a Christmas party tomorrow. Okay, yeah, it's that time of year. Let's see, pull up the old shared calendar. <laughs> yes, the shared calendar. We have a shared calendar. Yeah, we, yeah Who doesn't, right? I believe yeah. we have a second birthday party. Tomorrow we have a holiday party. What's a what do you mean a second birthday party? What does that mean? Turning two. Uh, turning two. Oh oh oh! Somebody our, fr- our somebody's friends, our friend's second, daughter. I got yeah, you. Sorry, I got our, our friend's daughter is turning two. All right. I thought somebody was having like their second birthday. Like last week, like we had like three parties for my son. Right. Like uh, right. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? I thought maybe you had somebody having two different parties or something. No, not not oh. that. Um, <laughs> and then Sunday's pretty much I think just uh, kicking back and watching some football. Where are you watching that? I don't know yet. It's a good question. How's I that, did. I'm not. You got that bar going. You got that bar going, right? You oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have people over one, once in a while. That 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 could be the play tomorrow. Um, I did. I won't lie. Did look up how much tickets were at Arrowhead for Sunday. Oh, you did. Yeah, because that is a stadium I'd like to go to, and me, I probably missed the boat. Like, yeah, you're this, not going to get your chance unless it's a playoff game now going up for the next few years. Because just so everybody knows, because I get this question all the time, why do the Bills always go to Kansas City? Yeah. Well, guess what. Without getting into that, don't worry about it. Starting next year, they will not go to Kansas City in the regular season, at least for a few years. Kansas City could come to Buffalo a few times. Right. And I will have a bet another opportunity. That stadium, they're looking into new alternatives, but the timeline is like a decade. So, I mean, the Bills probably go back there within 10 years, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. As long as it's still Arrowhead, you're right. Uh, Next year... The Bills will will play here in Buffalo, the team that finishes in the same place as them in the AFC West. So, right. as of right now, that's the Broncos, not the Chiefs. But 100%, they cannot go to an AFC West team next year in the regular season. So that's the so good part about that. It's good and it's annoying. It's good because the Broncos <laughs> are an easier opponent. So next year, You'd you would think. have the benefit of that over uh, over if Miami wins the division. The annoying part is, again, that's another year where Patrick Mahomes doesn't have to play in front of Bills fans. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Yep. All right. So the Bills will take on the Chiefs. What else is going on on Sunday? Let's take a look at your NFL schedule. Uh, week number 14 in the NFL. How about what's going on in the 
NFC South, I mean, it seems like every year no one wants to win that division. Have you looked at the standings there? The NFC South, the number one team is 6-6. Six and six. Everybody else is under 500. Division is it's, a disaster. They really, right? we, we should have an NFC playoff <laughs> committee just so we can not let the <laughs> NFC South winner get in. Bucks at Falcons. I mean, the Bucks are 5-7 and seven, have a chance to basically take the lead in the division with their record. Which is amazing. Right? That team's not yeah. good. We all saw it. That team's not good. The Falcons aren't good either. Uh, the only thing... The only way the NFC South to me is salvageable to be watchable in the playoffs is if Jameis Winston somehow gets in for New Orleans. Like, they got to go to him. And listen, they might not be good with Winston. You at least know they'll be a lot of fun to watch. Because that dude's throwing passes like 50 yards across the field when he went in a couple of weeks ago. Um, but the division as a whole. It's the Jameis just... Winston experience, right? We hear the Josh Allen experience. It's the Jameis Winston experience. By the way, just in case everybody who is tuning in uh, to hear Sean McDermott. We will have the head coach when he calls, and so it'll be around this time. It'll be sometime soon, so we will have Sean McDermott uh, coming up here in a little while uh, here on WGR for his weekly radio appearance. Rams are at Ravens, 1 o'clock game. Rams have a shot here? I mean, I don't know if you know this, but Lamar Jackson has basically just completely dominated NFC opponents every time he's played them. Going back a few years at least. Like, the... The, yes. the record is pretty amazing. Yeah, the only it's actually funny. I think the only team they haven't like blown out was Arizona a couple weeks ago. Um, right, but that was like it. Everyone else that was, and that was a thirty-one twenty-four game. Okay, they the beat other Seattle thirty-seven to three. Yes, and there was a Lions game, wasn't there? There was a Lions. Oh yeah, thirty-eight to six. Right, and there were a couple last year. Yeah. Um, the Rams though, the Rams are looking a little bit better. They're in they a play. Are, they're in a playoff. They spot. are fighting for a play. Or, they, or are they tied for one? They might not uh, be in one. They're fighting for one right now. Let me see where the Rams are. Right now, they are in the eighth seed. Okay. But they're tied with th- two other teams. Oh, wait. You got Minnesota 6-6, six and six, Green Bay 6-6, six and six, LA 6-6, six and six, Seattle 6-6, six and six, all tied for those. Two, two teams will get in there. Wow. Give me the Rams and the Seahawks, I think. That's okay. who I want to make. And I just want to point no, out, Packers. Lamar Jackson missed practice yesterday. Apparently, he was sick. He is always sick. Nah, yeah, he, every year, every year it happens around Wait this time a of year. What is what is it? Holiday, holiday here? cookie eating? I don't know. Is that, that what it is, is? Is it just his immune system? Like I have no idea. Every single year we go into a Sunday, and Lamar Jackson, we're getting Rappaport telling us at yes. three o'clock in the morning, "Hey guys, keep an eye on Lamar Jackson. He might not play because he's sick." Every year. It's so he, weird. But this is the first practice he's missed this year, but you're right. It seems like it happens towards the end of the year. Yes. I'm telling you, it's holidays. He missed a game last year because we just woke up one morning and we had a report that said Lamar Jackson was sick. Tyler Huntley is starting today. He, it's like once a year we get that game. It's holiday eating. It's worried about Christmas shopping. It's everything added up. He just, you know, maybe gets, he's, he's all out of sorts. Maybe he's just prone to get the flu or something. I'm not really sure. Lions at Bears. You weren't here yesterday when I picked the Bears to cover for my three-dog Thursday pick. It's okay. like a three and a half. Justin Fields went pretty good the last couple weeks. And the and the Lions defense is really bad yeah. right now. And the, right. by the way, the Bears were beating them by 12 points with four minutes left a few weeks ago. And they lost. In Detroit. Yeah. The Bears, uh the Bears gotta lose, though. They gotta get that. They're they're very close to getting the first and the second pick. Yes. They only need a couple more losses to uh to have that happen. We have Panthers at Saints. Oh, what's what's the what's the what's the storyline? Even care about that game? I guess just the Saints, right? And they're uh, uh, fighting Pretty for much. the division. All right, let's get to Sean McDermott. He joins us now here, the head coach of the Bills on the Western Hotline. You're listening to Buffalo Bills Football Friday on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550. 550. Now here's Sal and Joe with Coach McDermott. 
Brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. By Kaleida Health, the official health care provider of the Buffalo Bills. By Dunn Tire, official tire dealer of the Buffalo Bills. And by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. And the head coach of the Bills joins us on the Western Hotline. Good Friday morning, Coach McDermott. It's Sal and Joe. Good to talk with you. Good to talk with you guys as well, Sal. All right, Coach. Normally we start start with injuries. We'll get to that in a minute. But I think it's more important to um, you know rewind a little bit and go back to yesterday evening. Uh, you felt it was important to meet with the media. I would say unexpectedly it was unscheduled uh, to address a piece of an article written by Ty Dunn that dealt with um, 9-11. Why did you feel it was important for you to do that? Yeah, so listen, I missed the mark on what I was trying to communicate in 2019, and I quickly realized that that day and um, and gathered the team <clears throat> to make that clear, um, to make my point clear on what I was trying to communicate. Um, listen, I recognize I could have done a better job. Um, many players following that follow-up meeting appreciated. They thought it wasn't necessary because they understood, and then some players um, appreciate the clarity that I provided, um, and and because they know not only who I am, but also how I try and do things. So since that point in time, it has not been an issue, um, to my knowledge. You said when you met with the media yesterday that you were then going to meet with your team after they were in meetings, the the team, the players that is, to discuss this, especially the new players who weren't around in 2019. Did you do that last night? I did, yes, I did. So, and I felt like that was important because it is, it is an important situation and, and, uh, uh, and something I take very seriously, uh, in particular my character. And, and so I wanted them to know, the new players who weren't around then, wanted them to know the situation and, and make sure we were all on the same page uh, on how that was handled. And I know you can't speak for every player individually. How do you feel they responded to that meeting with you? Yeah, I, I feel very favorably. The response from the team, um, you know, following that meeting, even towards the end of that meeting, uh, from the players, I could not have asked for anything more. Um, you know, they definitely um, showed showed their support, and I appreciate that. Before we move on to other things, Sean, as someone that's talked about your team's culture so much over the years, that, that was the subject of a lot of that article. H- how would you characterize at this point your relationship with one, one assistant coaches and really just the team's culture, whether it's in a good place, in your opinion, at this po- point in time? Yeah, listen, I feel, Joe, that this is uh, – I feel we have a great culture. I feel like uh, we have a strong building. I feel like my relationship with coaches uh, is strong. Um, I am uh, a person and a coach that uh, I feel like does things right uh, and takes pride in doing that. And my – without – Without flaws, no. Um, I think that's important to note. And, um, you know, you try and do the best job you can. There's, there's certainly things, people that are going to disagree with maybe how you do things from time to time. The goal here is to do things right and uh, win as many games as we possibly can. Um, and so uh, that's what you go by. That's how I live my life, try and live my life every day. It's not questions you want to answer or even we want to ask, but you know, dealing with this, but how, do you feel it's been a distraction for your team over the last 24 hours to prepare for the Kansas City Chiefs? You know, listen, I hope not. You know, anytime uh, things like this are written, unfortunately, um, you know, the best you can do is, is try and keep yourself focused and team the team focused. They were great, as I mentioned yesterday at, in, at the tail end of the meeting uh, after I had spoken, and, um, you know, they've been, they've been tremendous. Um, and so that's, that's all I can ask. We're focused on the game. I'm focused on the game, and 
uh, unfortunately, the situation unfolded, and uh, we're moving forward to the game, and, and uh, that's where our focus needs to be. Sean, has there been any change in Von Miller's status uh, since you and Brandon met with the media on Wednesday? No change in the status, um, as, as Brandon communicated the other day. Okay, I, I know strategy-wise you don't want to get into active or inactive lists, so I'll ask you this way. Would, if Vaughn were to not be active, would that strictly be a football decision, or would there be things attached to what happened that go along with that? Correct. That would be a football decision only at this point. Okay. He did practice in full on Thursday, as you said he would, as did seven other players on the injury report, all in full, which is obviously good news. No one is listed as anything other than full. Obviously, uh, means you're getting healthier. Do you anticipate all players on your active roster, as you said, including Von Miller, uh, to be available to play on Sunday? I do. Uh, the only one most likely would not be, that won't be activated in this case uh, for the game would be Kair Elam. Uh, Dawson Knox will practice. I'm sure that people had a question about that. He will practice yes. again today. Uh, we'll see if he plays. Uh, there is a chance that he plays at this point. Um, so we'll see how he looks today. So Knox, you mentioned the chance that he plays on Sunday, his importance to your offense with Dalton Kincaid kind of, you know, if I could label it a breakout, I think I'd want to since Knox has been injured. How how do you see um, their relationship and Knox's importance in the offense, even still, as I mentioned, with Kincaid kind of, you know, breaking out here? Yeah, I think, you know, it's a blend. It it really is a blend. I think that's important, right? Of uh, Dalton, it's, it's sometimes interesting how things work out where you get a chance to really see a player and Dalton's handled that up, those opportunities extremely well, as everyone knows and has seen. And we feel really, you know, positive about his future. Um, beyond that, in this case, to answer your question, Dawson is another good football player, and and um, the right blend is the important part, not only for for production and and uh, and Dalton, as you mentioned, but also uh, if if Dawson does play, it's his first game back, which is always a challenge uh, after six weeks in this case. Let's turn our attention to the opponent this week, Coach, the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, I mean, there's a there's a narrative, I guess, out there. We talk about this. They just haven't looked the same on offense. The numbers kind of say that. But I, I would imagine your team's not preparing like that. They do, still do have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid coaching on the sidelines. Yeah, I mean, uh, you just mentioned those two names, and I think that says that says enough right there. Um, in addition, that they have they've played well at times, as you mentioned, uh, maybe not as as uh, – as productive as people would expect them to. Um, but when you look at games, they're, they're in every game. And I think, again, credit to Patrick Mahomes and, and Coach Reed and, and their ability to, to come back even when they've, they've fallen behind uh, in the few games they have. They're, they're having an interesting season. As much as we just you know, labeled that about the offense, Sean, their defense, at least on paper and watching these games, appears to be maybe in the best form that it's been in recent years. Would you agree with that sentiment that they look challenging on that side of the football? They do. And I tell you, I think it was uh, the first game they didn't have Chris Jones. I think he's been obviously a, a big factor getting him back. Uh, the first game they lost that they lost to the uh, Lions and then uh, credit coach Spags. And um, they've done a nice job. They play really hard, which again is a credit to a coach in this case, coach Spags and his staff and, and, um, you know, they've got good schemes. They pressure quite a bit um, and all different types of pressure. Sean, before we let you go, um, Deion Dawkins, Walter Payton Man of the Year, a nominee again. Um, you know, you, you 
He's part of your first draft class, 2017, with Matt Milano, Tredavious White. You've seen him now get married, have children, you know, be at this point of his life, what he's doing for the community. Um, just can you give us some insight more into Dion and the relationship you've built with him and what he means to this team and this community? Yeah, wow. I mean, you're just um, super proud of, of Dion and, and how he's grown over the years. And um, as you mentioned, things in his personal life that um, he's experienced now as, as a father and and uh and beyond it's it's been uh, a joy to watch him grow and and uh and and mature and super proud of him and what he's then accomplished on the field as well but what he's done in the community i mean he's got such a glowing personality and he fits um you know the way he interacts in our community here in western new york and beyond it's just it's very impressive and that's some of what i was alluding to earlier about you know it is about wins and losses um, but it's it's also about more than, than just football at times. Sean, thanks for your time today. Safe travels to Kansas City. We'll see you on Sunday. All right, thank you, guys. Have you a great weekend. You thanks too. Sean. Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott. Okay, so nuts and bolts. He It was important for him to address that specific segment of the article, and mm-hmm. then he did meet with his team. Mm-hmm. And he says, from his perspective, he feels support from his team. And I would tell you, as I said to you guys this morning, a lot of times these things can go a couple different ways. There can be a fracturing of the locker room. There can also be a galvanization of the locker room in situations like this, Joe. And I, I'm I not, did, I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to put the results and backtrack and say whatever happens on Sunday is a oh okay that means they're fractured that means there's galvan. I I think that's 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 lazy to do. Yeah. But I am interested to see how they play and what players happen to say about that afterward. Unless they like carry him off the field on their <laughs> shoulders, then you might know for sure that it would be a galvanizing, right? They they did that, didn't they? With uh, who did they? Oh, they they did this. Who did they do it with? Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz. They carried yes. him off the field after beating the Lions. But right, like it could be, it doesn't have to be, right? And it will be very tough to tell. I'm sure. Uh, depends. You'll you'll hear from guys after the game, and maybe they'll speak to it. Um, so yeah, he felt it was important to address you know the 9/11 speech part of it. I was glad to hear him also on like the the assistant coach and your yeah. staff part of it too, and I thought he answered that question well about like even admitting like nobody's perfect in that regard, and you you have enough coaches over the years, some will disagree with things you do, um, so him being you know willing to address that you know because that I that was a lot of Tyler's piece that's why that was really why what I wanted to ask him about was the nine eleven speech has really been the thing that's gathered the most headlines. And for good reason, right? Like, because of what the subject matter is. But I think the core issue at hand in that in those three part articles was, you know, staff. And McDermott, you know, went to bat and answered the question there. I one thing that happens a lot with this is we get told and pointed out the number of people who've left. And I always want to also point out the number of people who've been here a long time who haven't left. And also the fact that it is a football staff and attrition happens every single year on every staff. Some people leave for better opportunity. Some mm-hmm. people leave because they're fired. Some people leave because maybe they don't want to work with Sean McDermott. Mm-hmm. I get all that. I think it's all absolutely true. I also look at Bobby Babich and Rob Boris and John Butler. Yeah. I also look at who else is on this? Uh, well, Aaron Cromer has been a couple years here. Guys like Mark Lubbock, Kelly Skipper, Eric Washington. They've also been here a long time, these guys. More than what you get on most normal staffs. 
I just think it's important to point out, Joe, that the same can be said the other way around. It's not just some jettison and exiting of coaches because they don't get along with Sean McDermott. I'm sure there can be times where Sean McDermott's tough to work for, just like a lot of bosses are. He seems pretty demanding, obviously. He wants to win. I also would tell you there's a lot of people who probably welcome that environment and want to win, and they're glad to be working for the Buffalo Bills, and they come back every year. Well, I'd want to say, too, that, you know, like – especially with all the calls and the questions and like my commentary too, everybody's commentary about, you know, McDermott and his job status is the record. The record probably will never be bad enough to fire him based on the record. Like if you just go on that, he's going to be the bills head coach for a long time. They're going to have great seasons. They have Josh Allen as the quarterback. Even you're seeing it now. In a year where everything has gone wrong, really, that could go wrong, we're still sitting here telling you, hey, guys, they still have a decent shot to make the playoffs, and they're the team nobody wants to play. Yeah. And that's when everything goes as wrong as it could. To me, like the ownership question of, like, do, do they think that there's anything to be talked about here? Do they think there's conversations to be had about him and his job? And you know, Tim Graham's reporting basically says no to that question at this point still. Like, to me, the one thing, the one pathway to a coach with a record like that and a quarterback like that ever losing his job is, like, communication and culture and things that are happening behind the scenes. So... You know, the fact that we got more reporting yesterday that, like, ownership doesn't really think that's a problem right now, then I don't know really what you're supposed to do with all this, if that makes sense. To the question of would ownership, would make, would they make a change? The, the, the only real two scenarios I think that that could happen are, number one, it just goes really south with relationships and... Right, right. right? That's yes. what, what that's you're what talking about. I mean. that, that, no, no doubt. The other one would be, because this happens in sports, I don't know if Terry Pagula would do this or not, I'm just saying, if Terry Pagula went to Sean McDermott and said, you need to fire this coach and that coach, you need to make this change, and Sean holds ground and says, I'm not doing it, we've seen that happen many times. It happened here in Buffalo with Mike Malarkey. And that's not, I wouldn't expect something like that. I mean, right, it could happen in sports. Those Um, are the two scenarios I think that you would get there. Otherwise, I don't think it's happening. Or Josh doing it. But again, kind of the same thing where like not you don't really see that happening. It would be surprising, to say the least. Before we get to uh, a break here, somebody tweets in. Who is the person? Oh, man, somebody asked. I have to go back and look. How can the a banged-up Jags team beat the Browns? Can that happen? Well, by the way, we just had a report like Ooh. three minutes ago okay. that Trevor Lawrence will be a game-time decision Ooh, on Sunday. Man. Wow. Even with that, they'll still be banged up. I mean, he'll be playing injured if he plays. And Christian Kirk... Probably out for the year. It's a six to eight week injury, uh, core muscle surgery. Calvin Ridley's their most talented wide receiver. If you watch the Jags enough, you know Christian Kirk is their most consistent wide receiver. He is definitely their most consistent wide receiver. So missing him, I think, is big because now they're going to have to throw everything towards Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones. And while, again, those guys are talented to different degrees. They're not reliable to me like Christian Kirk is. So banged up quarterback. They're missing their most consistent wide receiver. They're already kind of weird where they play a lot of bad teams close. The problem is they're already at eight wins. That's the problem. Had a Texans field goal been six inches further, then I would tell you the Jags are in danger of missing the playoffs. But 
Can they beat the Browns, though? Sure, they can beat the Browns. Yeah. I mean, the Browns, I don't know if you saw any of their game on Sunday against the Rams. I did not. Most people did, didn't, even though we watching. were frustrated they, at the Nashville Predators-Buffalo Sabres game. Okay, there was that. Yeah. And also, you had the Niners and Eagles game that yeah. was taking place, which more people were watching. But in that Browns game, like Flacco actually looked pretty good, mm-hmm. but not so good that you know, you're know you thinking they're going to score all these points. And now, two weeks in a row, this elite defense has kind of been showing some warts. Pills fans want the Jags, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you want the Jags. Who do you want in Colts Bengals if you're the Bills fan? Uh, you want the Bengals. I want the Bengals. The Bengals. Because you don't think Jake Browning could sustain, so if they get to 7-6, and six, you're okay with that, and Correct. you need the Colts to drop another one. Correct. Is that the reason? Yes. There's no reason, no way Jake Browning is really that good, right? Um, no. I'm not sitting here in three weeks going, oh my God, I can't that believe good? they got this backup. Who... Well, he threw for 350. He's not that good. Is he as good as Gardner Minshew? See that now that's a good question because right, you throw in a undrafted backup uh-huh. and you might be thinking, well, this could be this could be Tim Boyle, right? This could be yeah. horrible. Um but for every what would you want to say for backup quarterbacks? For every three Tim Boyles, there's a Gardner Minshew. And yeah. maybe Browning is one of the Minshew guys who'd like, oh no, he Heck, could, there's a Brock Purdy in there somewhere. Right, that too. So I think the reason you also root for the Bengals over the Colts is the Colts play the Steelers next week. Yeah, that's a good point. Wouldn't you want if you could have a perfect outcome? Wouldn't you want to go Bengals over Colts and then Colts over Steelers? Yes. You keep everybody down. Yes. Yeah. I think that's right. Bengals over Colts, Colts over Steelers, and then the Bengals and then Bengals lose to the Vikings. FC game. Perfect. And now nobody's everybody's (laughs) at what. Nobody's above eight. Everybody's wins. seven and six, seven and seven, whatever it is, I right. guess, by that time. Patrick Hammer's going to join us next. He has the weather for Kansas City and what we're going to experience here in Buffalo. We'll be back in a snap. It's brought to you by Snapdragon Apples, the official apple of the Buffalo Bills. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Break it down! 
you need to know what to wear. Is it going to rain? Is it going to snow? What to prepare for? You are about to find out. Here's Sal and Joe with your game day forecast with Channel 2 weatherman extraordinaire. Here's Patrick. Have a time. Joining us on the Western Hotline right now is our guy Patrick Hammer, WGRZ TV2 Chief Meteorologist. Bills at Chiefs on Sunday. What are we looking at, pal? What are we looking for the weekend here in uh, Kansas City on Sunday? Joe, Joe's looking like he's itching to ask you something. Before, be- no, before that, yeah. I'm not even doing that, Pat. I'm yeah. just staring outside. Like, yeah, it looks nice I'm out there. I'm looking at the sun and blue skies and, like, what? Like, the weather for here has been perfect. Or will be perfect, maybe. Yes, we're going to discuss that, but I'm going to discuss with you something that's troubling me. Oh, no. And the fact that you guys are like a boys to men fan club. I mean, what, well, what's I, that all about? I huh? am. I am for sure. I love boys okay. to men, actually. I will readily admit okay. that. Motown Philly was like the number one song my freshman year in college. I would just want to uh, say that I basically right. ex- acknowledge their existence, and that's pretty <laughs> much about it. Okay, good. Yeah. You and I are on the See, Sal and I are of the same vintage, which is why this whole thing surprised me when I happened to tune in earlier this morning. But, Joe, I'm glad you're on my side on this. This is a little a little bit before my time. That's, that's really yeah. it. I mean, how can you not love One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men? It is an absolute... Oh, God. It is oh, my God. an amazing Man. tune. I can't. Sal, I thought I knew you. I, you, listen, I will also listen to Iron Maiden on my way home today, okay? okay it's okay. okay. Now we're back. <laughs> okay, you're back. As a big fan of, of you uh, Ed, you know, of course. Which is, by the way, did you know that the lead singer of Iron Maiden, who's a pilot, flies a plane and they, they do a skin of Ed on every plane, on every tour that they go on? It's, yeah, it's, it's, Ed, Ed is Eddie, the, um, their, like, Eddie, I right. guess, mascot, where he's like skin and both skull, whatever. And um, yeah, Bruce right. Dickinson, Bruce Dickinson, his... Bruce Dickinson, Bruce Dickinson. Yes. yeah, that's right. It, 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 I'm, I'm an Iron Maiden guy, but I'm a boys to men guy, right? Like, I, I, like, to, okay. I like to cross hey, over a lot of genres here. Maybe this does explain your crossover. If you can be a fan of, hey, listen, I like the Grateful Dead and I like Barbara Streisand. So hey, well, well, there you go. Uh, but, hey, let me, on, on the on the heels of Joe's question, I'll ask it this yes. way: Where's the snow? Hey, good. <laughs> well, we got some yesterday. Yeah, but, but had a the bunch snow? of little snows yeah. that have have kind of come and gone and not been much. We had the one lake effect earlier last week where the South Towns got about a foot. But then that went away. But let's let's remember it's it's still you know only you know the what's the day today the eighth uh, of December. Um, if you recall last year, granted we had that big November storm. December was very quiet up until the Bills Miami game with that snow, and then of course the November the December blizzard. So things can be quiet in December. That does not mean everything's crazy you know quiet for for the rest of the winter. Uh, our pattern is going to flip, but uh, for now, yes, enjoy today. It is absolutely gorgeous. The sun is out. Uh, temperatures are going to get close to 50. Tomorrow, we're going to get close to 60, Wow! Uh, even though it'll be a little cloudier tomorrow, and there might even be a sprinkle. Sunday, it's wet, and Sunday, as we're watching, uh, I know you'll be in Kansas City, uh, Sal, but those of us that are going to be watching the Bills game from home, the 425 kickoff is probably when the rain we get Sunday begins to change to snow here. So we are going to get some snow. It's just not going to be a lot. Okay. What about next week here in Buffalo? Like what's the immediate, I'm not going to ask you like next week against the Cowboys at home. I'm just saying, what does it look like kind of into next week and towards the back end as well? 
Yeah, well, I have been looking at the Cowboys game. Ah. Uh, first of all, this system that is approaching on Sunday here will have just passed through KC. So the weather in um, at Arrowhead looks fine on uh, Sunday. It'll be a little cool. It may be a little breezy, not too bad. Kickoff temperature, 41 degrees, mainly clear skies. So the weather for the uh, the Bills game, Chiefs game, looks looks great. It's a four twenty five game, low. so I'm I'm guessing by the end yeah. of the game we'll be in the what high mid thirties. Thirties. Okay. Oh yeah, probably yeah mid thirties. Okay. Uh, and then um, if you're doing anything later at night uh, downtown, it'll fall into the twenties there. Uh, but it's going to be a, you know a coolish game, but no precipitation and just a little bit of a breeze. Nothing nothing to worry about. Uh, the weather looks fine. Um, our rain. On Sunday, turns to some snow showers Sunday night, Monday, and then it gets quiet again uh, for most of next week. Mm. So one thing I will say, I don't know if you remember when we spoke, you know, two weeks ago before the Philly game, I'm like, I'm glad the Bills are out of town for a while because the weather here looks a little crummy. And if you recall, had there been a home game last Sunday, we had thunderstorms and even severe weather around. Had the game Sunday been at home here this Sunday, it would have been awful with rain turning to snow. So it's kind of weather-wise, it's working out. When they come home next Sunday uh, for uh, the Cowboys in a game that we hope means everything, um, there is a system we're watching that will be nearby. Um, I know that sounds vague, but it's hard to uh, pinpoint something um, 11 days out. But I'm just telling you, and the same thing happened, if you recall, with the, the Washington game. We spoke about the Washington game a long way out and said, God, there, there's like a, a tropical system hanging out. And it was pouring. So all I'm saying is we got to keep a heads up to the weather for next Sunday because there could be a system nearby. Maybe not over us, maybe just shy of getting to Buffalo, but something we got to keep an eye on for a week from Sunday. Okay, that all sounds good. Um, what are we looking at long term? You know, here in Buffalo, we have not had a really crazy winter, but these things can no. turn on a dime, right? I mean, are they what can. do you, what what do you think? And you know, just what do the models show? And the you know, I guess past history of what's been happening here, maybe for the next couple of months. Yeah, so I I think that the weather will change kind of in a large scale towards the holidays. So despite you know we get a you know we get rain Sunday, a little snow Monday morning then the rest of the week looks pretty quiet. Um, that now we're the, the week leading up to Christmas. I just, I, I, there are signals that there's going to be kind of a large scale weather pattern change, not only for Buffalo, but a lot of the East coast, the whole Eastern region is going to get colder and potentially uh, snowier uh, as we head towards the holidays in the new year. Okay. Uh, it's very broad. That's a very broad brush statement, but that's just the way things seem to be trending after what has been a relatively mild December and and December may go down as being kind of a warm month and the worst of our winter will likely come January, February. That's not a shocking thing to say, but Mm -hmm. we've had rough Decembers. We had a rough December last year. Um, This one is, if it's going to be rough, it's going to be at the very end of the month. Okay. So So, around around the holiday time. And we could be looking at, uh, boy, I don't know what that, that, that New England Mm -hmm. Patriots game, New Year's weekend. uh, That could be New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's uh, a game that might have some weather impacts. And again, we may have some weather impacts with uh, Dallas. We'll see. A um, little out there, but um, again, Sunday for the Bills, 
you know, there's not going to be the rain that you guys had in Philly a week, two weeks ago, which was, you know, kind of a new. So yeah, I just need to be a little warmer. That's all. I'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be dress for uh, yeah for a little bit of chill, but uh, you know, Kansas City is one of those places in December that can be seventy-five in December, and it can be <laughs> twenty-five. Um, that's just how the planes go, and that's uh, you're going to be on the cooler side of things this Sunday. Patrick Hammer on the Western Hotline WGRZ TV two Chief Meteorologist. Uh, real quick sports question for you: You're a college football guy. What do you think about yeah. the the playoff? You follow this thing at all? You think Florida State got hosed? You've been following this whole story. Okay. I, I, I think I'm not – I am a football guy. I'm, I'm not a big college football guy okay. just because my, my USC Trojans yes. just messed things up a couple years ago. I don't like how their quarterback is now behaving. I'm just – you know, so I'm, I'm a little disenchanted right now. So I can't admittedly say that I've been following this stuff as closely as I should be. So you follow, um, do you follow Caleb Williams, though? Or are you going to be following his career? Of course I am. Yes, yeah. but just you know, there's been a little bit of you know, I, I love any alumni of my alma mater, you know, and there's been some classic ones, um, Sanchez and Marinovich, and uh, uh, you know, go the list goes on. I, yeah, I, this show's never sounded older by me bringing up Sanchez and Marinovich. Hey, listen, just <laughs> but, go have people watch the Marinovich project. It's crazy. Oh, I went to call. I had class with him when really? I was at USC. Yes, I, I, I can't say that I knew him, but I got to know him a little bit. And he was this, you know, as you know, the Robo QB. He was going to be the greatest thing since, you know, um, Bart Starr. I yeah. don't know. He was just, just going to be this, this phenom of a quarterback, was never able to eat cheeseburgers or do anything that other kids were able to do because his yeah. dad drove him. And it turns out he kind of drove him to the ground. Um, what a story. No doubt. USC, man, I'm. I've me and some friends have been trying to pick a college football game for next year because I didn't get to go to one yeah. this year. I'm still oh, looking yeah. for one. They got that Big Ten schedule. Could get to a yeah. USC game. Oh. USC at Michigan on September 21st. Oh, is that year. out already? The Big yeah. Ten schedule for that? Yeah. Wow, that whole thing's out. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be some great uh, former, you know, USC games that we've never experienced. And if you get a, ever a chance to see one at the Coliseum in LA, I mean. Yeah. It's it's not like the SEC, but it's still it's uh, it's it's an amazing experience to, to 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 witness a college game out there for sure. Do you like the for that for you though? Like you might I don't know if you have any urge yeah. to go to these games, but like there's gonna be some drive. Like they're gonna go to Penn State eventually, and like that's drivable. And Ohio State, like yeah, be closer no, the by. closest the closest game I could ever achieve was Notre Dame because that was a rivalry that went on forever. Is, um, is, are they still doing that? With everything, they are, I don't even they're know. on their schedule okay. next year. Okay, good. Yeah. Yes, yes, and and that yes, was I, a, I mean that was a game I would go when I was at USC. I would go to to uh, South Bend to to watch that game. I mean that was a, just a, a USC you know Irish classic. Um, but yeah, there will be more games out here. So yes, yeah, so there will be especially with my old college buddies a, a, a great way to get together for sure out here. Nice. Are you are you into Army Navy? That's tomorrow. That I would like. I mean, yeah, I would love to. Uh, all my entire family was in the Navy, so uh, I just you know a little bit of that reason. I would love to uh, watch that game for sure. Yes. Hey, buddy, have a great weekend. Thanks for the weather update. I'll make sure to dress warm in Kansas City. Thanks to you, and uh, enjoy. And we'll talk to you next week. Safe travels, and let's talk more Iron Maiden than boys to men. Okay. All right, you got it. You got it. Patrick Hammer there. Thanks for joining us here on the Wester Hotline. WGRZ TV two chief meteorologist. All right, Joe. We'll come back. There are a couple games we need to touch on, and that Army Navy game. 
has something else that's a little bit um, interesting about it revolving around it. We'll do that when we come back here to wrap things up on a Friday at WGR. Just a few minutes left here on the Extra Point Show on a Friday, the Buffalo Football Friday here on WGR. Sal Capaccio, Siki Joe DiBiase with you. Don't forget you can go back and listen to Sean McDermott from earlier. We had the Bills head coach on. He says everyone on the active roster could wind up playing on Sunday, except Kyrie Elam is not going to be activated. Dawson Knox might be. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Elam won't. He also said if Von Miller doesn't play, it would be a football decision. You know what that tells me, Joe? Von Miller's playing. They're not yeah. inactivating, in, inactivating Von Miller because he hasn't been productive. That's not happening. I don't see a scenario that's happening. He, you, he made it clear if he's inactive, it would be because of that, not because of the arrest in Dallas and his situation off the field. Right. And we'll see. He might be more productive, right, like bye week in between. Right. And um, it's the knee injury, I think we're now at one year. We finally reached the one-year mark. We're past that. Yeah, we're which past is that, what yeah. it took Tredavious White. Yep. I know different positions. Um, so we'll see if he's, he produced last year against this team. So if he doesn't, we talked about this earlier in the week, if he doesn't start producing, then it's time to start – you know, end of games, putting A.J. Epinesa and Greg Rousseau out there instead. They will be facing a rookie left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll keep you updated on their injury status today as well. WGR550.com is the place to go for that and for Sean McDermott's audio if you missed it a little bit earlier. Joe, NFL question and college question. NFL, which team has a better chance to win, which would be great for the Bills if both these happen, but Jets over Texans, Jets at home, mm-hmm. Titans over Dolphins Monday night in Miami. I would definitely go Jets over Texans. In fact, I looked it up. You asked me this question in the break like, like you were going to. And yeah, I, I said just, be ready. Just just to see, I went to look at what the spreads were to see, like, okay, is it severely different there? Because in my mind, it's definitely the Jets. The Jets are only a three-and-a-half-point underdog. The Titans are an 11-point underdog. I agree with you. I agree that those spreads should be different. I, I think the Jets, like Wilson going back in, he is not good. But he is, I think he's more competent than the guys they've had in there. You know, like, they, they, they should have tried it. I'm not saying criticizing them for trying it. You know, like, Wilson had been so bad. The season is where it is. Why not just put the other guys in just to see? All right, well, you saw. They stink. But it's and not Wilson, even about their offense for me. I think because their defense right. is so good, rookie quarterback. Right. I know Stroud's been great this year. I think the kid's been amazing. Yeah. It's still against the Jets' defense, and he's a rookie quarterback. And look at the difference between, like, when these two teams play bad teams, what happens? Miami, remember, their whole narrative right now, and yeah, it's not even just narrative, right. it's true. They have not beaten a good team yet this year. They smoke the bad teams. That's right. They just did it to Washington. We know they did it to Denver earlier in the year. Now look at the Texans. What do they do when they play bad teams? The Broncos, that you might not even qualify them as a bad team, but 22-17. to Arizona, they won by five. The Bucks they won by two. They lost to Carolina. Yep. Right there. I mean, that should be I don't even I might I shouldn't have to say anything more than that. They lost to Carolina. That uh the Texans Jets game is at one o'clock Sunday. This is a double Monday night game this week, by the way. Double Monday night week yeah. this week. Two games both at the same time. I, I will be more incentivized, I think, to watch the Manning cast because you get both games. They're going to be watching both games. I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know if they're doing split screen or like okay. if Peyton's got the clicker and he's like he's Scott Hansen kind of like right. going back yeah, and yeah, forth. Yeah. That's how I, th- I would imagine they do it because they're already taking up part of the screen for the Mannings' faces to then split the rest of it down the middle. I, I bet you they're going back and forth. 
Sunday night, Eagles-Cowboys, very big game. I think the Cowboys take care of business and beat the Eagles the way they're playing right now. And I'm not a believer in the Eagles the way what I've seen the last few weeks. Yeah. So I think the Cowboys win that. But I, by the way, those two Monday night games, Titans at Dolphins, Packers at Giants, both at 8-15. Do you watch college game day on Saturdays? I sometimes do. Are you going to... Do you know tomorrow what's happening? I saw who's going to be on. Bill Belichick is the guest picker for Army-Navy tomorrow. Yep. They're going to be at the Army-Navy game. By the way, you know where that game is being played, right? Why Bill Belichick's there. It's in Boston. Oh, is Army-Navy's normally like Philly, I was in Baltimore. Annapolis, isn't it, usually? It, no, no? They, they don't play at one of the two teams' homes usually. Oh, okay. They usually play it in Philly or in Washington. Okay. It's in Gillette this year. Oh, That's why Belichick's going to be the guest picker, apparently. Well, I didn't know that game really traveled around. Hey, an idea for the new Bill Stadium, maybe. Oh, that would be awesome. I mean, they generally keep it right in that they, vicinity of the, the East Coast there. The east, eastern right. Seaboard, but yeah, hey, you sure. never know. They're not that far away. Have a great Friday, everybody. We got Sabres Live up next. One Bill's Live after that. Shopin the Bulldog. We have the round table a little bit later today. I'll be on with Shopin the Bulldog uh, 5 to 6 p.m. Joe and I will be back next week. I'll be on Monday with you. Joe will be on Tuesday. We got a, another full week ahead and hopefully talking about the Bills taking care of business in Kansas, Kansas City, 425 p.m. Sunday here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.